Strachan and Bell together. There's Cooper breaking through. A chance now. This will be the fourth ball for Aberdeen. Cooper puts it in with when things are going wrong against you if you don't get the breaks of the ball Cooper in with Stewart he didn't really know where the ball was but he got the break and as you say it's a schoolboy's dream being able to take your time knowing that really all you've got to do is crack it into the back of the net Hello and welcome to the debrief after Livingston nil, Aberdeen nil. No, wait, that didn't actually happen. We didn't have to sit through 90 minutes of that. So, you know, there were some silver linings to, to tonight's very late postponement at Almond Vale, or whatever they're calling the damn thing now. Uh, one other upside is that uh, instead of a, a 10-minute barely intelligible um, instant reaction, you'll get a 45-minute barely intelligible uh Look back at the week in red. Uh, and joining myself and Martin is Lewis Walker. Uh, Lewis has been on uh, with us a couple of times before. Lewis uh, sporadically updates the Aberdeen blog, uh, What a Stramash. Thanks for coming on, Lewis. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, good thanks. Uh, sporadically, I think, um, giving me a compliment. It's much less now. I think I might, <laughs> I might have to just close it down, to be honest. But thanks for having me again. Obviously, tonight's game falling victim very much at the last mo- moment. Uh, a lot of anger, a lot of chat about artificial pitches. I, I don't know about you, Lewis. I've certainly been in grounds at ten to three with uh, on grass pitches with games getting called off. It's just you know, like real pitches, if there's an overwhelming volume of water, it's down to the drainage, not really the surface as much as anything else. Uh, when Martin and I were on here a couple of weeks ago I, I think probably after the initial game got postponed um, we talked about the artificial pitch chat uh, and how that uh, plays out in the league happy to talk about that if you want um, but I'm wondering if maybe obviously the current situation without any fans in the ground they knew the forecast for tonight was going to be grim I'm surprised they didn't kind of give themselves a bit more flexibility to ensure this game was played yeah, it seems strange for it to... I mean, it was literally a few minutes before the game, they were inspecting it again. I mean, I'm no expert in uh, in grass drainage, but uh, there's got to be serious questions asked by the club. For I mean, for Livingston themselves, they'll be annoyed on such a great run. And obviously, we're making that trip down again. Um, well, could there be flexibility? Yeah, potentially. But I suppose they've Livingston are relying on that um, the income stream of people paying for the game to watch after work maybe whether they could have brought it forward a couple hours or so I'm not so sure um, obviously then relying on Aberdeen being up in time and potentially yeah I mean I'm sure there are things they could have done um, certainly making the pitch far better than it was um, is the priority there Martin it seemed to be the drainage the, the first time around um, which they were blaming for it, uh, some parts of the pitch not fully getting rid of the water and therefore icing over 
But again, the drainage tonight has is, is just been overwhelmed by the volume of water, it seems. So, you know, we're not just talking about the top level, the surface here. We're talking about the drainage underneath as well. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it seems that there isn't there isn't any or isn't very much drainage. It's a problem. I mean, you know, uh, just from following it on Twitter, obviously, there was no, there was no real build-up on the streams tonight. So we don't know just how much effort's gone into clearing, clearing it off, but... No, I mean you saw there was three or four guys with the with the the sweepers trying to get the water off of there. You could have had, you could have had forty guys, and you know it, it wouldn't have mattered because you no, know, you're moving that water. It's just the rain was you no know, was atrocious. But I, t- I mean, I understand. You no, know, perhaps something could have been done to try and get the game on. And yeah, there's obviously concerns about you know you can't just move the game with you know internet streams and you know, people paying to get in because we can't we can't get in, but. I think something, you know, something would have to have to be looked at where they could look at earlier. No, there was there was somebody somebody mentioned on Twitter earlier on, like we're talking about nine o'clock, ten o'clock this morning about you know weather's going to be crap down there, and so I was looking all day at the forecast, and it was it was maybe it was crap all day, you know, it was meant to start snowing at about nine o'clock up there as well, so it was only going to get worse. You just have to think though. I don't. I mean, somebody this could have been this is a decision that could have been taken. A couple hours before, because you know, the, surely the rain didn't get no, didn't get that much worse, um, which is it's really really frustrating because it's another game, you no know, postponed. We're gonna no, it's another fixture backlog. Um, it's that's that's what's really frustrating. I think there's something could be done. I mean, I, I don't, don't want to get into the whole you know thing about the pitches, the three G, four G pitches again as well, because you know I understand it be it would have been very difficult to get that amount of water off of there and. Even if they even if they managed to clear all the water, if they started that game, it wasn't lasting forty five minutes without needing cleared again, and then it descends into farce. Um, so I, I mean, I really don't know what they could have done. I mean, it's it's a frustrating situation, and understand people are going to be really pissed off about. You know, we're going to hear lots about the artificial pitches, which I don't like anyway. But I really I don't really know what Livingston could have done, um, short of a pop, an earlier postponement. But. In the hypothetical situation that they'd looked at the forecasts on Monday, because you know beyond that, long-range forecasts aren't really reliable, and they'd seen that you know the, the rain was set in for for most of the day, but was obviously going to get worse. Would you have accepted them kicking off, basically moving it forward at 48 hours' notice, and kicking off a game in what is the middle of a weekday because of the scenario, because of this being the the weirdest season, because you know we need to get these games played? Would that have been acceptable? This season, or is that just a no go for you? Um, I mean, it wouldn't have been the it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have kicked off about it um, if that's what you're meaning. Because we need to understand that there's a you know there's potentially a possibility that you know things are going to get worse and we're not you know the season might have to be you know shortened or curtailed. There's all this kind of talk about you know restrictions and things like that. So we don't know. So. As, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'd like to just see the games go ahead as as much, get as many games out of the way as we can, and so if that means having you know a couple a couple of days notice, the kickoff being the three or four o'clock. Now most of us are working, understand that you know. Um, so that, that is I mean, the only thing is Livingston would obviously kick up a fuss about that because they want the income, as Lewis said, they're wanting the money uh, from the from the the streams, uh, and, that, and you know, if people are at work or you know. No, working even if they're working from home, there are people are working. You know, so the people aren't probably aren't going to aren't going to pay for the stream, pay for the stream. That is, of course. Uh, so I can understand why they would they would have buckled against it, but it wouldn't have bothered me. It just I think at the at the moment 
in this season, again, the old phrase again, unprecedented circumstances. We just need to try and get as many games played as we can, as quick as we possibly can. And if that means shuffling times, then so be it. Yeah, I guess we, we kind of forget that, Lewis. We're kind of operating when we start ranting and raving about this uh, on a, a sort of old world thinking when really nothing else is the same. So, you know, why why should football have to stick to, to what we always used to do? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with what Martin just said there. Um, I mean, if it's a Saturday 3 o'clock or Monday midday, I'm not paying £20 to watch that shit anyway, so... Um, <laughs> I'd, yeah, just get it played. Maybe even, I mean, I presume they won't be staying down, but if they can just do it tomorrow, I know that means we've then got a game on Saturday, but, like, I mean, it, it is a common phrase. It is unprecedented times, and I remember at the start of the season, people were panicking about all the, the lack of three weeks we'd have, but, I mean, there's been plenty of games now that have been called off, and we're just having to find the space that we can. Um, we've just got to get them played and move on with it, really. Yeah, I think if there had been... You know the flexibility to stay down there. I think that definitely would have been an option to play tomorrow and and even again at short notice move the Ross County game um, from it is Ross County this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, move that from Saturday to Sunday. But again, I, I think the difficulty will be right now. The Don's team will be heading back home again, a second wasted trip to Livingston in the space of a couple of weeks' time. Um, so, so that was tonight. Um, I, I, I doubt it was going to be a classic, uh, as Martin says. That if the game had gone ahead, and it did look really for for most of that build up as if it was going to go ahead, and you know we were going to see how it went. The ball, to be fair, looked like it was rolling pretty well. It wasn't bouncing terribly well. It's always quite a weird bounce there, anyway. I find, um, but. Yeah, you're, I think Martin makes a key point. I, I don't think we were going to get 45 minutes of play before it would have become just ridiculous and putting the players in danger, which I think is the overriding concern there. So uh, a wasted trip for the Dons this evening. Um, that being the case, it gives us uh, more opportunity to talk about, well, for some people, the their favourite topic, uh, the whole rigmarole of uh, transfers in the transfer window. Um, for for the rest of us, it's just an unnecessary soap opera. I think this uh, this uh, thirty one day period in January, um, we had the manager come out in his press conference ahead of the game at the weekend, saying that there'll be no signings. Uh, the wheel run as we are. Um, I don't want to call him disingenuous, Lewis, but but you know we, the manager has form basically for for not entirely sticking uh, to that line uh, that he might give in press conferences. Do you think in this case no signings actually means no signings? Yeah, it's strange to tell. To be honest, I know I think it was literally two or three days before he'd actually said there was to be a sign, and we were looking for a in quotes creative midfielder. I think wasn't it? Um, yeah, we know his history. He likes to do this. He keeps his um, Cars close to his chest, but I don't know. It's it's a funny time. We're really, uh, really not sure how it's going to play out. And I feel like in the summer we were spending money that other clubs didn't seem to have. Um, and it, while Cormac was, you know, bleating on about um, hemorrhaging money, we still found the funds to to sign players. And now it's sort of rules reversed. And whether that is reality or not. Um, I suppose time will tell in the next couple of weeks. Um, but a part of me does seem to think that we are a bit cash up now and it might be perhaps if we get rid of a player such as Wright, then that might bring space to bring a player in. But if not, 
we might have to just uh, keep going as we are. Because some players that we've definitely had a noted interest in, Martin, have moved in the past seven days. Um, and, you know, whether we've had talks with them or not, I think the suggestion certainly is that uh, we have had, uh, with the likes of Eamon Brophy, going rather surprisingly and choosing not to go to Hibs either, choosing St Mirren, which I guess is close to where he lives and uh, probably tells you a reasonable amount about his ambitions. Also, I guess St Mirren are probably got a good chance of winning a cup in the next few months. So, um, And Gary McGuire-Steven obviously opting to spend some time in the Championship and who knows, given Hart's recent form, maybe more than just the one season in the Championship uh, rather than coming back north. Um, do you? We've spoken before about how January isn't a great window to do business. Do you have concerns over missing out? Some of the names we're missing out on at the moment. Uh, well, those—I mean, those two two names. I'm not—I'm not devastated that we didn't get them. But let's let's say um, Brophy. is one who is you know is so has been so hot and cold um, that you know I, I don't think you know, he would have added very much. You know, Mackay Stephen. Yeah, yeah. There's talent there, but he doesn't. He, no, if we're being honest, no. When he was here before, he didn't do it enough. Um, you know, and he's been, he's been away. He came back. You know, he didn't have a successful spell in America, and so he's come back. You know, and uh, no, if we're if we're to believe what the rumours are, no, the club did speak to him, and um, you know, there was obviously a difference in a difference in either what he wanted or what the offer was. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not devastated. Um, like you know, we've said so many times that you know, January is a weird one. Um, and I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if you know some you no know, maybe maybe someone appeared, another person appeared in on loan, perhaps. Um, but I'm, I mean, I wouldn't expect. I mean, I wouldn't really expect to see anybody in January because it's a weird time, you know, especially now where you're not going to. I don't think you're, you, know, you really get ever get a bargain, or can get get anyone you want. I mean, unless the manager has identified somebody who might be out of contract in uh, in the summer that he's got his eye on. Uh, but you, you, know, you pointed out you pointed out the last time we did the podcast, and I think it's it's going to it's going to you know, ring out totally true. And in, in this, this summer is going to be a real bloodbath in terms of you no know, people looking for contracts. And I think there'll be a lot of bargains, and there'll be a lot of players, you no know, clubs, you know, who are shall we say in less financially healthy situation than Aberdeen um, are going to be cutting their you no know, cutting their squads, cutting their cloth um, a little bit a bit a little bit tighter. So I think we just have to. No, deal with what we have at the moment, um, and then you know, we, we decide what we have in the in the summer. Because you look at his squad, and I understand there's a lot of people out of contract, and you know, with the and you know, that is a worry for a lot of a lot of people. But you know, we've got a, no, we've got a decent squad. It's not it's not like you no, know, we're we're at the bare bones. There's, I mean, yeah, the, the strikers are misfired at the moment. It'd be great to bring in a striker, but. We've spoken about it a couple of times already. That you're, 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 there's no, there's nobody out there you're going to bring in that's just going to start fit banging in goals out of nowhere, um, for no, for no money particularly as well. So we just, I just think we're just going to have to muddle through with what we have until the end of the season. But undeniably, Lewis, uh, all things being equal in a regular uh, season, uh, you could have expected a creative player brought in or an attacker of some sort, uh, some. Uh, description. Um, some of our attackers aren't terribly creative. I think it's fair to say. Um, but and, and the manager, and he pointed this out himself. You know, every manager always wants to add players and bring more players in. Um, you you have to assume that he he recognises that we're that we're lacking in terms of our options up there, and that would have been his priority. Yeah, um, 
I think in an ideal world we'd like to bring back Marley Watkins. Whether that can happen or not, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be entirely surprised if he didn't come if he did come back, sorry, and um I think we might move Scott Wright on as soon as we can um to free up some of that and bring in some, some uh, more wages and income for that. I think I think uh, McInnes has been backed pretty well um in the past year or so. And perhaps I don't know, it's been it's been a difficult it's it's been a difficult year and it's been hard to tell in our financial state whether how we are doing to be honest. Um he was backed pretty last minute with signers like Watkins and Edmondson and then again Woods as well. Um whether we could have brought someone in better than Edmondson, um perhaps, but it was quite it seems quite a last minute thing because of our injuries. GMS would have been nice as well. It, it's hard to tell whether we were really in for him and whether we were really in for Brophy. And perhaps this has come from an arrogant perspective, but you'd think if we were in for them, we'd have got them. Because why would they choose where they've gone if we weren't? Um, so maybe we just didn't offer enough, didn't want them enough. Um, and yeah, and, that, and that's what's happened. I suppose, yeah, we've got a couple of weeks left in the window. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see one come in, to be honest. I've got to say, in some respects, uh, I am almost glad that uh, a lot of the expectation has been dampened because I absolutely despise the whole rigmarole and <laughs> transfer windows. Um, you, you obviously you hear bits and pieces, and you have to weigh up individually how much uh, how much weight you give these the rumours and things. But um, the, the line I got was that the stance a club are taking is essentially with regards to some of the players that their expectations. And Brophy was mentioned particularly in regard to this is that they haven't yet aligned with the economic reality that that we're now in with clubs' incomes having crashed over the past seven eight months. It, it, that has to be the right line to take for the future health of the club. I mean, you'd expect the club to to bring that argument out, but it's also it, it has to dawn on the players at some point that. You know the income streams of these clubs have been absolutely wiped out, Lewis. Yeah, but then, does, I mean, does that mean St Mirren are risking it all in signing Brophy? Or well, I, I suppose what it takes away is if if the offer to Brophy from Hibs and Aberdeen wasn't of you know the size you might expect to dwarf a St Mirren offer, the fact that by staying at Samoan he doesn't need to move home or you know the, all those other factors a more central part in the squad you know the, all those other considerations probably then come into play yeah yeah no you're right and I think that's something we're all just going to have to get used to and I mean I'm fine with that There's, I don't want to be one of these clubs who are risking like risking their purse strings for the sake of an extra player just because the fans are demanding other things we need to be responsible Um He's been Cormac's been transparent in the amount of money we're losing. Um, I suppose we have to take that at face value and realise that yeah, this is going to be this is a tricky time. It's going to be a tricky time for the next well, at least year you'd say, um, at least. And yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't really be expecting players to be coming in when we've got a fairly large squad already. And if anything, we need to ship players out first. However, Martin, in a season where, as I say, your income has been devastated, one way in which you can grow that income is by success on the pitch. And and this season in particular, as we brought up almost every time we've done this show, if you finish third, 
the likelihood is it's not a guarantee because the place technically goes to the cup winner and if we end up with a situation with the last four of the Scottish Cup or like the last four currently in the League Cup, firstly, I will be crying. But secondly, obviously it means that one of those sides would, would take the uh, the place. But either the cup winner or the team that finishes third in the league are going to be guaranteed group stage football in a UEFA competition next year, whether that be Europa League or the new... Uh, the new competition, which whose name has completely lost, uh, escaped my mind right now. Um, so, is it? My question is: Is it worth going the extra yard, overstretching ourselves to boost the squad to um, to to secure a third? See, see, we've done this in the past. We've no, we've speculated to accumulate, and it's not worked. Um, no, and that, I mean the club will be balancing that out with the, with the fact that we've got. You know, Johnny Hayes will be earning double wages next season. Uh, we've got, I believe it's, is, is it 450 grand for um, McCrory going out in the summer as well? Is that right? Um, so there's a lot of money going to be going out next, next, the beginning of next season. Uh, so I think that the club are probably trying to be a bit more responsible. Um, and I understand that there's, you know, if, you know you get that money, you guarantee third, and you no, know, God forbid, you guarantee third and you win the cup. <laughs> then, you no, know, there's prize, there's you no, know, there's extra prize money, and then the 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 riches that come with group stage football and you know a guaranteed X amount of games. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I think to be honest, I think the club are doing the right thing. I mean, I don't want um, you know, I don't want to spend too much money and then end up in a situation where we found you know, we found ourselves. Uh, what well, I was about to say ten years ago, but it's probably t- t- probably twenty years ago now. Where you know the you know, there was nobody there was nobody able to come in. We were scrambling around looking at the you know at championship players or bringing in. You know, the squad was just so poor, and we're falling up. The the, the squad was a mess. Um, so no, I'll, I think the club are doing the right thing at the moment. You no, know, just what we have. Be honest, what we have should be good enough to finish third. There's there's no getting away from that. Uh, so spending. Spending more money that I think the club will look at and say is it necessary, given what they've spent already, um, would be an un, would be a, an, a needless expense. Well, obviously, I sincerely hope we win the Scottish Cup as well, but I've, I've kind of given up talking, even thinking about that. Frankly, um, <laughs> partly through superstition. I mean, I think for every year we've done this uh, this thing and had social media accounts. The the first tweet we put out in our Twitter account every year has been give us the Scottish Cup this year well I didn't do it this year and the vain hope that things might actually change in 2021 but there you go I've jinxed it now um, and Martin makes a fair point Lewis Derek McInnes can't really have too many complaints of course he will be grumbling he will be griping he will want to make changes to his squad but he as you brought up he was back sufficiently in the summer we went out and got Ross McCrory we managed to negotiate a, a deal with Johnny Hayes to bring him back. And, you know, on on the back of last season where, you know, we tried to avoid having that turnover in the summer by giving, you know, by making sure we didn't have that with our first team squad members last summer. We didn't really have anybody going out of uh, out of contract. Um, so he, he can't really have too many complaints. No, no, I agree. And, yeah, this is very much his squad. Like the the key players that he's brought in are there for him to to make good. He needs to get the best out of the likes of Hedges and Cosgrove again and Ojo, who he signed for for a decent sum of money. Um, that's it's kind of on him now to to get the best out of them and ensure that they play to the best they can. And and we 
we do get third because, yeah, I mean, if we don't get third, it'd be a disaster, to be honest. But, see, I mean, I think we will. Um, but we need it, and he needs to he needs to really show his worth. I don't think he can he can be moaning about, um, yeah, not getting players in or anything like that. I think it's uh, it's certainly on him now to show us what he's made of in the next next part of the season. Well, he's been mentioned in passing uh, before now, but let's let's talk about uh, Scott Wright here. And um, Scott Wright, obviously, we've we've mentioned his contractual situation on here before, Lewis. Um, I think my take on it was always, you know. Having missed so much of last season through injury, having missed a part of this season through injury, obviously it was a concern, you know, having finally found a place in the team and hit a bit of form, that he wasn't his last year of his deal, but he just kind of hoped that, uh, A, he would have the kind of loyalty that the club had stood by him through a, a severe injury, and B, that he hadn't really done it often enough and frequently enough for any other serious suitors to be uh, to be interested. Well, wrong on both counts, it would seem. Um, but my question would be, is realistically, could Aberdeen have avoided the situation with him going into his last year? I think it's a fine line, to be honest. I was looking at his stats earlier. Last season, he only managed seven games. And then you know, the season before that was when he was on loan at Dundee for half of it. And before that, it's, it's like we've seen in flashes what he can do, but he's never really had a sustained run of form where we thought, wow, like he's, he, he can actually do it. Um, I've always liked him as a player. I love players, you know, who can do something out of nothing and give us give us something to shout about in the crowd and that. Um, so I'd have loved him to have a longer contract, but I don't think you can really blame the club for not giving him a longer contract. And I think, like you said, we would have expected him to perhaps show a bit more loyalty and also definitely not to have um, flirted with Rangers or maybe even more than flirting at the moment. Um, I was, I mean, I was shocked to see that news when it popped up on Twitter the other day, if that does happen. Um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't think it's hard to blame anyone. Um, obviously, you don't want him going to a rival, but at the same time, it's a short career. He's a young guy. They'll be offering what four four times at least five times as much money as us. Um, one of those things, not a good thing. But hey ho. If we think that you know, given his appearances, given his limited appearances and limited uh, and place in the squad, that it was fair enough that he was entering his final year um, of his contract. What about the question of you know sh- should he? Have- had a place in the team prioritised before now, you know, should there be a greater emphasis on playing our own youth products at the expense, perhaps, of bringing in somebody like Gary Mackay Stephen, who essentially blocked his path? Um, that's, a, that's a pretty good question. I mean, you know, the, I think we all want to see, you know, young players, especially like young local players, breaking in at the side. Um, the problem we've had is that, you know, Scott's had. Quite a few chances. Uh, yeah, he's not had like no extended runs in the team, but then he's had a lot. He's had a lot of injuries, so it's it's perhaps hard for the manager to have faith in him. Where you know, a guy comes back from injury, you, you you can't just put him back in because you know we we'll have to remember that you, you say like someone like Mackay Stephen or something. Yeah, who was who was patchy as well, but we were we were doing well. You know, we were you know again 
third or fourth in the league where we're getting you know semis and semis and finals in the cup competitions. So I can understand why the manager then wasn't want to take a chance on a young player, possibly to the detriment of the team. Um, but on the flip side of that, it's like when when he's had chances in the team, he's really he's really not taking them, and you know don't want to tread old ground because you know, we've said it said it. I think we said it the first five or six times we did the podcast this year about right needed no this is going to be make or break season blah 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 all that kind of stuff. Well, he's performed decently, and there's been a few games where he's you know, he's really he's really impressed, but he still hasn't. I don't think he's still he's he's staked a claim to be uh, to be undroppable. Um, so if there was if there was other talent talent available, whether that's you know. He's, okay, I mean, Nell McGinn can't get a game, so he's doing a job keeping someone like Nell McGinn out of the team. But he's not really, he's not. Really, I don't think he's basically one of these guys who you would say, yeah, first name of the team sheet's got to be Scott Wright. Um, and that's that's possibly the problem why why he hasn't had a contract you know, offered to him before. I think the manager said it was October. Um, you know, so he's, he's, he has a few good games, and then the club realise, okay, we need to try and maybe tie you down. And he's and by that point he's probably not interested. So I don't really know what more the club club could have done because I don't think he deserved to be offered a contract last season or in the summer. Yeah, I have to say uh, he's he, he's done fine this season. Moments of real inspiration. I I was surprised when the prospective suitors uh, name came out. I have to say, unless you know that again, we talk about Brophy going to St Mirren as a sign of him his ambition. Well, uh, maybe the. Um, financial shit is definitely a way to hit the fan if uh, Scott Wright is going to be the, the big summer signing at Ibrox but is it going to be the summer? I mean what would you do Lewis? Would you would you keep him until the end of the season because because we need him for that creative spark? Would you sell him now if we can to perhaps find an alternative? Uh, and if you're going to sell him would you sell to them? Um, yes is my answer to the last one. If if he's going to them in the summer, I'd sell him now to them. Um, let's be honest, they're not our challenger at the moment. We don't, they're not going to pick up extra points against us because of Scott Wright. Um, and well, if he was going down to England, um, I'd keep him, probably. Um, but having a player who's signed a pre-contact with the Rangers, I'd rather just get rid now and use that money. Um, if that was the club strategy, like if, if we could get money for him and use that money then... I think that's win-win. Um, we'd probably, well, I'm sure we would miss him, but um, hopefully, for example, if we get rid of Scott right now um, and bring in Marley Watkins for the rest of the season, then for me, that's that's something we should be look at, looking at doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like the idea of him sticking around while he's signed a free contract with Rangers. To be honest, should he go, Martin? Uh, and um, if so. Should he go now? I think that I think that no. In the current situation we find ourselves in, once once a player has as no, it's been admitted and it's been in the open that a player's had discussions with them and that they're interested and they've made an approach. Um, I don't really think there's any way back from. To be honest, um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that you no. Know, I'm not saying that you no. Know, had to say, for example, you know, we've been allowed into the games, the crowds would have turned on him. I mean, I don't. I'm not necessarily suggesting that, but I do think that once that situation comes where he's he's spoken to them, he's probably going to go there. Um, you know, I mean, if there was 
if they're, if they've been speaking to any other clubs, you would think we would have, there would have been rumours and we would have probably heard about it. Um, so I think that you know, if if Rangers want him now, um, okay, make us an offer, um, either money or you know knocking money off of the McCrory fee or something. Um, but one of th- one of the things I certainly is, though, if he's going to go, do not want you know any of their cast-offs. So. You know, I've, I've seen I've seen names be mentioned. Do not want Greg Stewart. Absolutely, do not want Jordan Jones. Definitely, do not want that big Galut Edmondson. That's another name I've seen maybe mentioned as like a six months six month loan up to us. Absolutely not. I don't want any of their castoffs because no, they're not any, they're not very good. Um, so if they if they want him and they want him early, they're gonna no. I think the club should hold out and say either you know either you pay for him or you know you're, you're knocking off knocking money off the fee for McCrory. 100% agree by the way I'd rather we keep right If it meant Getting fucking Greg Stewart Or Jordan Jones back here No way I, I just want to point out That someone made a very salient point The other day When we floored Greg Stewart This is before the Scott Wright news broke actually um, That We're now playing a, a formation That should Should Really suit him To the ground um, He'd still find a way To be a very awkward fit In this Aberdeen team Regardless But uh, But no I think We've surely had our fill of Greg Stewart by yeah. now. Um, has has anybody had three goes at Petodri and, and still managed to fail? fail. <laughs> uh, I'd have to consult the record books for that one. Um, I, I'm thinking no. I'm thinking no. I think normally one failed stint is enough, but uh, three could uh, could be the record. Um, okay, uh, then. Again, you've got a question mark over who replaces him, and because he has been in the team when he's been fit this season, and he he has obviously dovetailed really well with Ryan Hedges, and and frankly made a big difference to Hedges' game as well, because Hedges did not have a hugely impressive. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't a hugely impressive first season, and um, it seemed that the two of them in tandem uh, dovetailed really, really well. Um, so, if we, you both say that you'd get rid of him now, if that were to be the case, and assuming that it's not an other coming in, who takes his place? Lewis, sorry, first. Yeah, good question. Who takes place? Add, I mean, you're sort of hoping Cosgrove comes back to a game. I'm presuming he's staying. Although, I just, I, I keep harking back to, it was about six weeks at the start of the season where it was um, beautiful football to watch for a very short period. And whether we can ever go back to that sort of formation without without writing, without Watkins, I don't really know. Um, but you've got Kennedy and Hayes and Hedges and McGinn and McLennan who can all kind of play in and around that I hate that phrase in and around I can't believe I just said that but they they can play in that in that front three or front three behind the main striker um, and then I suppose it's up to the up to McKinnis to get the best tune out of them I know um, before we signed Matty Kennedy his a lot of St Johnson fans said his best um, time at the club came when he was playing behind the striker um, at St yeah. Johnson so perhaps that's an option. We've I don't think we've played him there at all. Um, so 
whether McKay just doesn't rate him there or thinks he's better better at wide. Uh, I'm not sure, but that could be an option. What about um, Martin? We we brought Bruce Anderson and Nico Vertonen back from loan, um, seemingly just to warm the bench for the rest of the season. Uh, the, the sort of one guy in and around the first team squad who, who got one start last year uh, against Hibs at Petodre. Ethan Ross uh, has been doing pretty well at the race. Um, would you would you bring him back and, and introduce him to the team more often? Obviously, the manager must have a belief in him before, as I say, he he earned a start last season. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a I think it'll be a decent option. I mean, look, the, I think we've established that um, McInnes has probably given up on Niall McGinn. Um, we've barely seen him this season, so I would think that no. I mean, look, I've not been impressed with um, with Matty Kennedy so far. I'd like to, I'd like to maybe see him in a, in a more central role. Connor, Mc, Connor, I'd like, I'd like to see, you know, maybe Connor McLennan out on the right, and then we've got Hayes on the left, and that allows uh, that allows him to come um, more, you know, Kennedy to be more central with Hedges, and you know, whichever one of the beanpole strikers you want to pick. Uh, but I mean, yeah. Look, you've got you've got these young players. You now, Ethan Ross, you know, by all accounts, has been doing well. What you, you know, I've not seen a lot of it, but what you read has been fairly positive. So yeah, I mean, look, bring him back um, and see see what we can get out of him, and hopefully, as you say, hopefully he can get a tune out of him, um, and he can be you know, he could be someone who you know, could potentially start games because. You know, I mean, that, that midfield position, midfield position you mentioned there, you know, like we've got, you no, know, McGinn, Hayes, Kennedy, you know, um, Hedges, like, no, they're, they're guys who would get a start for most other teams in the league. Um, so let's, you know, so we've got we've got quality there, um, and you can think you can add to it if you bring in, bring back Ethan Ross, you know, he can he can get some game time as well, and you know, potentially earn himself earn himself a deal beyond the end of the season as well. I just want to point out now, McGinn did actually start the game before last. So for a guy who doesn't get a look in, he's he's doing okay. Um, but, but anyway, um, talk about short termism. Um, you've been doing a debrief too often, um, including Wright uh, and talking players in and around the first team squad. Um, Martin, there's, and I know that we come back to this quite frequently. The fourteen players out of contract in the summer and I suppose part of that is that we deliberately tried not to have this sort of thing last season and part of that's obviously the circumstances regarding finances but from that list there are the two kind of regulars out and out every week regulars are Tommy Hoban and Ash Taylor and then you've got the likes of Shea Logan, Curtis Maynard, again, Conor McLennan who have obviously played a part this season who from that list of 14 would you particularly want to keep hold of? Uh, definitely, definitely want Hoban to stay. Um, I think that you know he's he's been important for us this season. Oh, he's had a couple of wobbles, uh, but I think everybody has this season, um, so that's not to hold on against him. So top of the, top of the list out of that that um, group of players has to be Tommy Hoban. Um, then you're looking at I'd like I'd like Conor McLennan as well to stay. I think you know, I think there's you know, I think there's a heap of ability in him there um, that we're still to see. Um, I wouldn't be no. See, we've, I, said, I said this a couple of weeks ago, and then of course he went and had a nightmare on Sunday, didn't he? But I, I wouldn't be against Taylor. Taylor maybe getting another year. Uh, but the main two for me, I think, has to be uh, Tommy Hoban and Connor McLennan. You can look at some of the other ones. Um, you know, I know there's 
I think Logan has got you know he can he can trigger an an additional year if there's is it something that games played or something I don't know I mean I wouldn't be I wouldn't be devastated if if Logan Logan left or stayed to be honest I think you know that you know he's a he's he's a decent decent enough squad player for us not really too keen on him I don't think I'm too, super keen on him starting games at the moment but you know fair enough I mean there's other ones like I think that you know. With that, with a group of fourteen as well, there's two keepers in there as well. So, I mean, if if no, the clubs are going to have to cut, start cutting their cloth and no, maybe pinching the pennies a bit more. It wouldn't surprise me to see both of them go, and then you promote, um, you know, one of the young keepers to be your second choice keeper just to try and just to try and free up funds for elsewhere. Because Joe's been Joe's been you no know, pretty much ever present apart from was it the injury in the Hibs game? Um, he missed you know he missed a bit a bit you know a, a bit of games there, but other than that you know. I don't think we know that's something you need, we need to worry too much about. The rest of them, um, I hate to say it, but it's um, it's not looking great for Bruce Anderson. Uh, we know we've we've talked about him so many times, we've hyped him up so many times, and you no, know, there's been so much calls for him to get get starts and get games, um, and then he goes out on loan and he doesn't really no he doesn't really do anything. Uh, it's really it's probably looking like it's probably looking to like times up for him, which is a shame. Um, because I get like, say we want we want young players to to be breaking into the team, but um, if you're if you're going out alone and not not getting game time and not getting the experience that you need, then it doesn't look bright for you. Yeah, it looks like um, the Bruce Anderson experiment time will be called on that this summer, Lewis. Um, it has to be said it's remarkably similar to Shanklin too. In his final year of his contract, he had a really disappointing loan spell for the first first half of that season. I recall. Uh, and um, you know, just the word on that I think was enough for for the manager to make his mind up. And it looks like it's going to be the same on Bruce. You've got some other young players who you might want to keep on for the potential as much as anything. McLennan is certainly still probably in that uh, that regard. Spoke about Ethan Ross. He's actually out of contract at the end of the season. Uh, and then a guy who's never actually played for the Dons, but a lot of fans seem to want to keep hold of, Miko Vertonen. Yeah. Um... Out of the list I've, I've got down, just hoping Churney and McLennan to, to definitely sign on again. Vertonen, by all accounts of the, the lower league Twitter sphere, seems to have played pretty well for our growth in his past two loan spells. Um, I think he plays right back and centre mid as well. Whether, I mean, obviously the manager's seen more of him than, than we have, um, if there's space for him. I think a lot of all this comes down to finance. I think in a non-COVID year, you'd look at that list and think, it's a good time to get rid of quite a lot of deadwood, um, but but now you just don't know if you have the finances to to go out and recruit replacements for these sort of players. So I don't know. It will be interesting to see who we do keep on. There's a lot of players there. You'd think like they're okay, but if you want to if you want to improve the club, you also wouldn't mind them going. Like the likes of Ash Taylor, Curtis Main, Greg Lee, Shea Logan. Devlin, McGinn, I mean, almost all of them, <laughs> I'd be happy with them going, to be honest. But, yeah, just just the way it is now, you sort of get the inkling they might have to keep more than more than initially anticipated um, and get them signed up because, I mean, it's going to look thin if we, if we lose that many players. Ethan Ross, you'd you have to think he'll get another year if he, if he keeps performing well. Um yeah, like I said, Burton and I suppose it depends if it depends if the manager sees a long term future for him, he might get another year as well. Um I agree, Bruce Anderson, it seems like his 
his course was run. Yes, exactly same as Shanklin and before that reminds me of um, Declan Mans as well. They they can all bang them in in the in the reserve leagues and the in the youths, but it's obviously a different animal when you're when you're in the first team and I mean, yeah, like they see more if he if he was that good and that ready for first team football in the Premiership, I'm sure he would be playing, but evidently he's he's not all that. I mean, it is difficult, Lewis, to, to forecast how exactly the summer market will look, but, you know, the assumption should be that we have is more streamlined squads, um, presumably players' expectations coming down. Some evidence of that already happening, isn't there? Jackson Irvin pitching up at Hibs is not uh, a signing I think would have been made um, when he became three six months ago. Yeah, exactly. And... He certainly wouldn't want to be an out-of-contract player come, come the summer or now at all, um, given that a lot of the club's plights across in the, in the whole UK, well, across Europe, I suppose. So, yeah, whether that a lot of these players will sign on again on reduced terms, and we see that across the board, um, perhaps that that could be could be something we see. Um, Jackson Irvin. Yeah, I think he's only signed to the summer, isn't he? So it'll be interesting to see what happens after that because he, he he would have been a good signer for us, I thought, to be honest. But um, yeah, short maybe the, it might see a rise in short-term deals and players just getting contacts where they can to to see out the next 6, 12, 18 months um, until everything kind of resets and we go again. All right, well, that is our show for this week. Thank you to Lewis Walker for coming on at short notice after the postponement of the game against Livingston again. Thanks, Lewis. No, thank you for having me. And thank you to uh, Martin for still talking about the Dons, um, even being spared the the pain of having to watch them this evening. Thanks, Martin. (laughs) No bother. Uh, We'll be back, assuming the game against Ross County actually does go ahead. Um, We'll be back with a debrief on Saturday evening. Until then, come on you Reds.